0: I haven't recorded a podcast in quite some time because the truth is I really didn't have anything to say. I uh, don't necessarily believe in recording a podcast or writing a blog entry. If I don't have something fresh or something I'm excited to discuss or write about, uh, I don't particularly want to rehash a topic that I've already gone over, unless I'm going to add new material to that existing topic. But today's topic is something that I think a lot of people would be interested in, because on some level, whether we realize it or not, we definitely seek this. And a lot of times we don't know how to go about seeking this, but I came across some incredible information not too long ago and it was almost a serendipitous event with some other research that I was doing and I had to share it in hopes that maybe it has the same impact on anybody who listens to this that it had on me. And it is the the quest for peace, inner peace. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Paradigm Left Podcast. This is Elliot E your host, and this is episode 40, The Quest for Inner Peace. So I read a book not too long ago, Power vs. Force, and it's all about energy. Uh, everything in the universe is energy or matter manifested as energy. And in this book it spoke about how the different states that we all occupy in our emotional repertoire and the feelings we apply to these emotions and stuff and it's obviously enlightenment was the highest but just below it was peace and love and then further down below the healthy spectrum were the uh, vibrations of uh, anger and envy and things of that nature emotions and feelings that we all experience that we all have in us and i learned a few things Um, one of those was that every feeling that we could possibly feel, we already have in us. Every emotion we could possibly feel, we already have in us. Our problem is getting in touch with them, expressing them, accepting them, right? Right? Um, trillion dollar industries are built on taking us out of emotional states we don't want to be in. Extrinsically. We are all definitely fooled, myself included, into thinking that what will make us feel better is out there as opposed to within us. And... We spend billions of dollars on a whole variety of things in hopes that uh, we'll be alleviated of these things. And one of the biggest cons is the, uh, the happiness industry, right? If you're familiar with Dr. John Martini, he speaks about living in your highest value. And within that, there is this component of emotional self-regulation that we all seek that results in inner peace. And he refers to it as equanimity. And that is where we are modulating between what is negative and what is positive in any given moment in space and time. And I came across Dr. John Martini at the same time while I was reading up on cosmology and uh, some other things dealing with the cosmos. And it's fascinating because in quantum physics and physics in cosmology, it clearly states that everything in the universe is balanced. There is a positive and a negative for everything in the universe. Everything that exists. There is a homeostatic element in everything. There's a homeostatic element in us, in our minds, in our brains, in our bodies, in our relationships. There is always a parameter where there is the optimal setting, right? So if you go for your annual physicals, your blood pressure, your blood glucose levels, your cholesterol levels, Everything has to be within what is considered to be an optimal range in order to maintain health and to continue to grow, to have cells divide healthily, things like that. And the minute something goes out of whack, the body is in disease, right? And there are mechanisms in the body that immediately go to work to try and create balance, Automatically. We don't have to think about it. If we're healthy, if we're generally healthy and we eat right, get the proper amount of exercise, get the proper amount of sleep right, things go back into balance. But if there is a problem in our operating system in any way, shape or form, then it needs to be addressed either with more sleep, better nutrition, better exercise, or... With pharmaceuticals to balance things out. When there's a storm, a storm is nothing more than nature's way of trying to restore an imbalance, uh, whether, you know whether it's in barometric pressure or humidity and then once the storm is you know once the conditions are back in balance, what is you know homeostasis for nature, then the storm's gone. And everything's okay. And within our personal selves, our brains and our minds and our emotional selves go through this as well. So what I learned was that you know when we're in this space of lack and we're operating emotionally in survival, in defense mode, where we're looking for something, trying to neutralize a threat, that's generally because we're focused on what we are afraid of or what we feel like we lack. or however we frame it, we're looking at what is negative. But since positive and negative always exists. In that space and time, there is also a positive. We just can't see it because we're operating from our lower brain. In any given situation, there is more than one way we could look at something, I think we would all agree. Now, for some of us, it feels impossible to do in the moment because we're so emotional. But I think each and every one of us can look back at an experience in our life that was very difficult, that was painful, and we can look back at it and reframe it and say maybe it wasn't that bad. There is a a more positive way to look at it. There is a positive that could be pulled out of it. And the same thing when something's going great for us. There's also a negative element to it, but because we're riding the dopamine high of being engaged in that, we're not focusing on what is negative. Because the positive and negative always exist. So when we're depressed or anxious, it's the same, it's the it's it's the same difference as being completely infatuated or Overly passionate about something in that moment in space and time. And we have an internal mechanism that tries to bring back, bring ourselves back into balance. But we're all unaware of it and we actually fight it. And these mechanisms work to bring us back into basically what is equanimity and inner peace. And Inner peace is something that a lot of us really have a hard time dealing with even though it is the optimal state for any of us to be in. It's the optimal state for any of us to be in because it is the ideal state of homeostasis. It's where we can achieve our highest level of growth and creativity. It's where the body and mind heal itself. Now think think for a moment about the last time you fell in love with someone. Now, most of us would quote unquote say that's a good thing. But that wasn't really love if you think about it. And I'm I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but I I'm, I'm going to loop everything in What's going on biochemically and neurochemically in the body when we're infatuated with someone, when we're in love with someone is the same thing that's going on when we're suffering anxiety or uh, an intense fear in that moment. We just label it differently. But the increased heart rate, pupil dilation, Sweaty palms, um, upset stomach, inability to sleep, sometimes difficulty digesting food or eating, loss of appetite, the constant focus on that person almost to a point of obsession, because that's the, the source of what our body's going through. So the reticular activating system, uh, reticular, reticular activating system is focusing on that. We don't register it as a threat, but the, the body is, in a sense, registering it as a threat. The only difference is the label we put on it. And that's not love. That's attraction, infatuation, that's lust. But what happens is, is we create this emotional state off of this person. And, and the reality is, we have absolutely no way of knowing why we're attracted to this person. Um, We have almost zero idea As to what goes on In the subconscious mind And why We just see the behavior And because We have this thing in our brain Where we have to be able to Believe we know why we do what we do we, We reverse engineer A reason as to why we like this person Because this person has this, this person. We have to find a way to justify these emotions that we're having. So what do we do? We feel the attraction, lust, infatuation. We reverse engineer a reason why we have these feelings. And now we create loving behavior. And that behavior creates love. But anybody who's been in a long-term relationship or a marriage can attest to what I'm about to say. What happens is, is the attraction, the infatuation, and the lust is designed to wear off. After one year, two years, three years, four, five years. At some point, it wears off. So there's love and there's loving behavior. But when those neurochemicals are gone, sometimes people say to themselves, something's wrong. I'm not feeling what I'm supposed to be feeling. So then what happens? The loving behavior stops, and as a result of that, the love dies down. And now the person is looking for that thing outside in another person or another relationship, And everybody has experienced this on some level. So, getting back to what's outside and what's inside. When we can focus on what is negative in the present moment. When we're feeling infatuation or overjoyed about something. That brings that level of emotion down and levels it off and puts us in a state where we're objective where we can actually in that moment in space and time look at our situation make a conscious decision and choice about direction action or decision in accordance with our goal and our value and that is inner peace. That... Is unconditional love. Because that is a moment where we are not being directed... By emotion that's out of balance. It's com- it's in perfect balance. And because it's something... We're consciously anchoring to our value. And, and values... Our core values are, are subjective. But... That is the space... We're at peace. And that is the space where we can optimize growth. Stephen Cutler writes about it in his uh, flow research initiative. This is the zone of proximal development written by Lev Vygotsky. Um, Dr. John DiMartini he writes and speaks about how optimal growth is at the border of challenge and support. So, That state of inner peace, that high level of vibration, that mood, it comes when we can accept whatever is negative in the positive moment and whatever is positive in the negative moment. And that's something we're all capable of doing. I've pretty much incorporated this into my own life. And things that I've been dealing with, I've spoken about it in previous podcasts. My mom uh, passed away this past April, which was very difficult for me on so many levels for so many different reasons. And anyone who's lost a parent that was like, you know, everything to them can understand and relate. And I still miss her. I still sense and feel that loss. But I can balance it out. I've been working to balance out those emotions in pulling positives, a lot of positives, out of this experience and out of her passing. And it lets me be able to step back and have inner peace and embrace all of the love that we shared and experienced. And it gives me gratitude. For all of that. And that's another component that you can really embrace and explore when you're in that state of inner peace and equanimity is gratitude. Because you're not being pulled up or down, left or right. You're centered. And when you incorporate gratitude while you're in that state, your entire being opens up. And that completely removes all the filters on your perspective on things. And it changes what you look for and how you see things. So I highly recommend you um, read up on or listen to Dr. John Martini. He's got multiple videos on YouTube. He has a website. He's written about 40 books. Definitely check him out. Because his concept of equanimity is spot on and if you can embrace that and you work on practicing that that will make a huge difference in your life thanks for tuning in to the paradigm of podcast i'm your host elliot ye take care